This is the Truth Network. He said, son, you're going to drive me to drink, and if you don't stop driving that hot rod, Lincoln. She's real fine, my 409. You don't know what I got. You've lost that driving feeling. Oh, that driving feeling. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Gonna save all my money. I was just waiting on that to finish. It was like, that's got to be the longest intro I've ever heard. <laughs> Welcome to the Christian Car Guy. I am not Robbie Dillmore. I know I sound exactly like you on yeah, the radio. Yeah, exactly. And, and people think we look alike, ironically, yep. even yeah. though I'm like a foot shorter and a yeah. foot wider. Uh, yeah. You know, it, people do get us confused somehow. Brothers from absolutely different mothers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fathers and everything yeah. else, right? But uh, yeah, welcome to the Christian Car Guy. I'm excited to host. Uh, Robbie called me earlier this week and asked if I could host the show. And I said, Robbie, you know, I know absolutely nothing about cars. Yeah. You're the, you're the non-Christian car guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the Christian non-car guy. I'd prefer oh, is, to that, say, yeah. is that the way you want yeah, me to I'd say prefer, it? Okay. I prefer to say it that way. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I, others would probably argue <laughs> your point more than, than mine, but uh, those they, of us who know you well. That's right. But so I, I called in the reinforcements to help me today. I have friends from the uh, Mask and Journey radio show, friends from boot camp, and just, so I have Darren with us today, uh, Carson's with us, and, and Rodney. And, and so we're going to talk a little bit about some different things, but all revolving around modes of transportation around vehicles. Yeah. So I'm excited. What about you guys? You excited? I'm ready to go. There First go. time on the side I, of the You know, mic I always enjoy doing the Christian Car Guy show because, um, you know, I am a Christian and I am a car guy. I'm yeah. not the Christian Car Guy, though. I'm just a Christian Car Guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't tell you. People ask me what kind of car it was. They'll say red. <laughs> <laughs> That's about my – my kids are better car people than me. It's really sad, you know. We'd be going down the street and, and, and my wife would say, did you see this type of car? And I'm like, unless it's a – Late '60s Chevy or, or Ford. I can't tell you what it is. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of stuck in, in, in that era of knowing what the cars were. Late '60s, early '70s. But for today, we're going to have a couple topics going throughout there. A couple questions for you to consider, and then we'll talk about it as well here in, in the studio. But the first question would be: What's your favorite movie involving a vehicle? Right now, we kind of like a vacation movie, but it doesn't have to be. Right, mm-hmm. you know, an adventure movie kind of thing, but your favorite movie involving a vehicle, and the second one would be, what's your your favorite story uh, about your personal favorite vacation involving a mode of transportation? Again, yeah. that could be a, a car, a train, a plane, whatever. Yeah, boats, motorcycles. Um, so you know your road trip adventure, if you will. Yeah, exactly. So, you yeah. know, either as a child or maybe with your children or, or whatever, but your favorite road trip adventure. And if you don't have any road trip adventures, then maybe your favorite movie. But, you know, if you've got a road trip adventure, then, you know, we need you to call us. You, This is a call-in show, so if you don't call in, we're going to be really, really boring. And so <laughs> 866-34-TRUTH, that's 866 348 
7884. You can call in and we will uh, listen to your favorite road trip story. I would love to hear it. Otherwise, I'm going to have to hear your guys'. I know. Day. And yeah. mine are pretty hairy at times. Yeah. Well, so let, let's get one started out there. Now, one, one of you guys pick either a movie that you want to kind of talk about or maybe a, a potential trip that you had. Well, I'd say on the trip side, uh, I've got a kind of a compilation because we just had snow flurries here in North Carolina this morning, which was kind of interesting. I got up to go to a men's Bible study and I was like, oh my gosh, it's snowing. And it was really weird because you pulled out of the garage. I'm like, is somebody burning something? Because it looked like you know, a few little pieces of ash. Ashes, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, I start driving down the road. I'm like, oh, it's kind of heavy here. Oh, I can see white on the roofs. And next thing you know, it's dr- there's nothing. And then it was really heavy again. And by the time we got a Bible study, everything's melting. <laughs> you know, it's just not there. So the wintertime stories for me were always fun. I love to go snowmobiling. Mm-hmm. And one of the best trips we had was we would go up to Upper Peninsula, Michigan sometimes, or northern Wisconsin, and we had a snowmobile. And w- there was me and one of my best friends, Larry, who was, uh, we snowmobiled every year together. And then one of his friends from college, because th- by this time we're in college, and we're like, we're going to go up and we're going to stop somewhere around uh, Rhinelander, Wisconsin, if you that's northern Wisconsin. And then we're going to snowmobile all the way up to Copper Harbor to get right onto the Lake Superior. Wow. And then come back. I mean, that's, you know, a few hundred miles each way on snowmobiles going through trails and old railroad beds. And But you, it's like, we have to get there so that we can get there that night and then get back. Yeah, otherwise you're stuck in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and we don't know the way. You're just going to follow the maps and the trail signs and the heads. And so we kind of have a general idea. This is, you know, pre-cell phone and all that kind of stuff, right? So we just take off, and the guy that did most leading was Larry's friend. He just loved to to be the leader and stuff. So it's like great because you just you're flying and you're driving. You know, there's moguls down this railroad bed that is, I'd say, they're three feet deep. You're traveling sixty miles an hour at least, topping those things. Boom, 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 boom. You're in the trails. You're working. I mean, you work your tail off to go all the way up there, and then. It's like you got to come back the next day. We woke up the next morning so sore. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we have to drive that 100 miles back now? Because, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, it was such a great trip going up. Well, I'm sore, and I am I was in the back. I was just kind of being lazy. Well, the next thing you know, we're just making a turn, and I lackadaisically make it, and I let my knee hang out, and my knee smacked a tree. Oh, oh, You talk oh, oh. about pain. I was like, Oh, and these guys in front of me don't have a clue. So they're just going, I, I can't stop. So I'm in agony this whole hundreds of miles on the way back, you know, because we're still having to bust our tail to get back. And it was just, it talk about fun and adventure, because at one time on the way, there was, we saw these other guys, these people, they were climbing this big steep hill with snowmobiles, you know, and just, oh man, I was like, I'm not going to take mine up there because this is the only mode of transportation. We're so far away from home at uh, Larry's buddy man he was like I'm going up he did it he climbed the big hill wow. and then came back down because you don't want to wreck in the middle mm-hmm. I'm gonna thank you I want to ask you a question we come back I'm gonna go to a caller uh, real quick Scott welcome to the show uh, tell us about your story that you want to share with us hit the second button. oh I guess I gotta hit the right button there we go that's a rookie mistake Scott welcome to the show tell us about your story that uh, you'd like to share with us yeah, um, favorite movie uh, of all time, including, you know, that involves a vehicle, is the uh, 
1960s uh, Time Machine with Rod Taylor. Oh, good does movie. Have a vehicle, does have a vehicle, and at the very end of the movie, uh, one of his friends notices to rebuild society, he takes three books with him. like to think one of them was the Bible. Yeah, that would be a good choice. I Hopefully he did as well. Now, Darren, have you ever yeah. seen that movie? I have not. I'll have a, you made me interested to go watch that. That's a 1960s, it's called The Time Machine? Yeah, yes. Awesome. Well, thanks for calling. I'm looking forward to watching that this weekend. Okay, thank you. Bless. Have a blessed weekend. You thanks. Hi. Well, Rodney, question for you. I bet you felt every one of those moguls on the way back after you smacked the tree a lot differently than you did. They weren't nearly as much fun. I enjoyed them so much on the way up. The way back was pure agony. Yeah, I'm excited about the show because I'm going to get some new movies to watch. Yeah, there you go. We're big movie buffs. Yeah, I had never heard of that one, but I, I need to look that up. Yeah, I, I may have watched it when I was younger, but you know, some of those movies. You're a lot older than I am, so uh, yeah, yeah. Those couple of years make a big difference. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. So, uh, but another movie for me, I'll, I'll throw one out there before we uh, go into break here in a few. But uh, one of my favorite movies involving a road trip is the movie RV with Robin Williams. You know, I, I reluctantly rented it uh, a long time ago. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so bad. You know, but you know, the girls were, uh, the boys were a little bit younger. The girls were older. Uh, one of them was already out of the house. And so rented it. And oh my gosh, it was so funny. Uh, and what was so good about that movie for me anyway, was it was a story of redemption. You have a guy that's all into this world. You know, it, I mean, he's, he's for his family. He's wanting to do the best for his family, but he's so busy at work. That, you know, his whole time along, he's hiding that he's working from his family, you know, and so he loses mm. signal and he's up on top of the RV with a Blackberry trying to send a, a great big report into his boss. And, and along the way, he ends up not being able to fulfill his work responsibilities. And what ends up happening is he takes him from the larger story, you know, that, that's about what the world needs and back into the smaller story of what his family needed, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a great reconciliation of his family through a lot of trials and tribulations and things that could have torn them apart, but at the end of the day brought them back together. Yeah, vacation road trips can do that to you. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I remember as a kid, a lot of, we, we took car vacations every year, and uh, those are some of my most fond memories. And, you know, we were usually going out west and things like that and chasing lightning storms or running from tornadoes or whatever, trying to get to the campground, that sort of thing. Yeah, hopefully the tornado doesn't catch you at the campground. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have a story for us, go to 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy, and uh, it, it's different. It's different doing the show. I love it. It's fun. You know, it's an exciting thing, but it's a lot different coming back when you're not used to it. Yeah, we don't usually have callers on the masculine journey. Yeah, it's, it's a very different. Because those questions could get really hard, and we're not that smart. <laughs> no, we we sound smart on the radio sometimes. We, we hide behind it, but we do have a couple callers on the line that we're going to get to. Yeah, but the questions that we have out there is your favorite story involving a mode of transportation, like a vacation, a road trip kind of thing? Or your favorite movie involving yeah. those. And so we got a couple callers we're going to get to. Can't wait to hear this guy. This guy, I don't know if I want to take his call or not, but we'll just take a chance and see. It's it's a guy named Robbie. So let's see who this is. Robbie, welcome <laughs> to your show. How are you, buddy? <laughs> That's hilarious. 
<laughs> oh, I am good, man. But when that caller called in on the time machine, I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought about that movie in years. That is the coolest. It was it was the Orson Welles thing, and that time machine actually looked cooler than the DeLorean in Back to the Future. I'm just talking. Well, yeah, Robbie, so, you are older than all of us, so you yeah. probably would remember that movie. <laughs> Several years. <laughs> I actually went to see that movie in Naperville, Illinois. One of those, like you paid a quarter on a Saturday matinee to go see that movie. It was really, uh, you know, it was really a precious memory. Were they but playing I, I the piano? Wanna, uh, was it a talkie? <laughs> <laughs> Brad was, was a nickel? A <laughs> It was actually in color, I'm just telling you. Oh, man. But anyway, <laughs> I, I did want to let um, our listeners know a little bit about why I'm not doing the show, which I'm so grateful. You guys are hilarious. I love it. Um, my boss and the CEO of the Truth uh, Network lost his mother this week, and so I, I had to stay behind in Nashville to help pack up. But we need to be praying for Michael Carbone's family and the the loss of his mother this week, he, he means to all of us, so much to all of us at the Truth Network, and I thought that our listeners would want to know that was going on, and I don't know if I made that clear um, with you guys. So <clears throat> I wanted to get out that, that out there and also just put in my vote for the time machine. It's just like an awesome movie, and it was really a showing what would happen um, if we continued the route we were going in nuclear warfare, and this guy show what the future would be, you know, if, you know, kind of like Planet of the Apes. It was a Planet of the Apes movie before the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Yeah, that right. sounds interesting. <laughs> I, I, wanted to listen, I wanted to watch it more when he told me about it, but... Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but have a safe trip back, Robbie. We miss you. We're looking forward to seeing you this next week. Oh, man, I really miss you guys. I've been like three shows with you, so I'm looking forward to being back on a mass on Journey 2. Yeah. So thanks for taking my call. Well, you're <laughs> no welcome. Well, it was questionable, you, but <laughs> thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Next, we have uh, Barbara from Greenville, South Carolina, and she wants to tell us about her favorite movie. Barbara, tell us about your movie. Well, my I, I would rather tell a story about our family's camp. That would be well, perfect. We'd great. love to hear. We love stories. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, the, my favorite movie would be The French Connection with Gene Hackman, where he drove like a bat out of perdition all over Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you said that. Yeah, that, that was, good. That that was, was good. very yeah, crafty. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm in my 70s, but I was born in a suburb of Los Angeles. My my parents lived on the, on the West Coast until I was 11. But my dad loved to hunt and fit. Well, he did more fishing and golf. He almost turned pro. But anyway, we lived in the suburbs of L.A., and uh, he was a structural engineer with an, a huge engineering company called Bechtel. Mm -hmm. And uh, he would get off at 4 o'clock on Fridays, and he designed a wooden box that was, I guess, about 18 inches deep, and he, he had all of our camping gear packed in that. And... Um, we would, he would get off at 4 o'clock on Fridays, and that wooden box would come out of the ceiling of our garage, lowered by ropes, because this was in the early, early 50s. Didn't have a lot of the nice items that you have for, for construction now. But um, he and my brother would lower that onto the top of the car that had suction cups on it, huge, huge rubber ones. 
and my mom would have been preparing food to go up to the high Sierras out of Los Angeles. Wow. And probably once a month, at least, we would go riding up the mountain and get there around, well, it was after dark. Yeah. And, um, and we would set up the tent, unless it was a really nice, balmy-type evening. And um, he would fish all weekend around the Lake Isabella area. It was his favorite time. And uh, we would do that. And it was, it, I remember those. I did not like camping and still really don't. But the scenery was absolutely gorgeous. And then we would come down the mountain on Sunday night overlooking L.A. and Hollywood. And the lights, even at that time, went for miles and miles and miles. And it was just an incredible uh, sight to see every Sunday night and uh, coming back down the mountain. And then, as an adventure, my the reason we moved to the south coast, to the, um, uh, the east coast, is because my dad was from here, but he was discharged from the Navy on the west coast, but he wanted to get back. So when I was 11, we moved back to the south. Praise God, he got us out of there. And um, <laughs> but one night, and we made two or three trips before the actual move, but I think I was sick, and they, my mom and dad decided to trade off driving and get to Chattanooga to see his brother in 48 hours. Wow. And this was the days before Interstate. Wow, wow. so cool. So I guess, I guess a lot of that, especially in the desert, was no speed limit. And we made it in 48 hours. So, I, I have yeah, made that trip. Great memories that I that's a long trip. Was? That's I've made that trip. That's an amazing amount of time to make it across there. I know. I I just thought they had made that goal and they did it. And I thought, oh my word, I wouldn't do that today. For <laughs> I don't think you could. Well, but you're doing a great job substituting for Robbie today. Although I miss Robbie. Well, we we miss Robbie, but thank you so much for saying that. And have a great weekend. And thank you for calling in. Bye, Barbara. Barbara. Thank you. Take care. Bye, bye. Darren, so uh, do you have a movie that you could share that you can think of? Yeah, I, you know, I, Carson and I just went to go see Ford versus Ferrari, which is a car lovers movie deluxe. I mean, it's one of the best movies I've seen in a long, long time. Really excited about it, and I'll I'll end up buying it and keeping it and watching it over and over and over again. So we'll probably have it at a boot camp. I would we imagine. will have it at a boot camp. Any clips from the boot camp? Oh yeah, there's lots of good clips. All right, so go to 866-34-TRUTH or 866-348-7884 to call in. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who, by the way, I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling MyPillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on MyPillow 
pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hold the door, said please, said thank you. Don't steal, don't Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy. This is not Robbie Dillmore. <laughs> this what? is Sam, Sam Main filled in for Robbie Dillmore. Robbie's going to be traveling back from the uh, NRB convention, and so uh, he was had to stick around there. He would shared a little bit in the last segment because uh, Michael Carbone, uh, station manager here, had lost his mother, so we went make sure you're praying for Michael and his family. And uh, we wish uh, Robbie a safe trip back. Today we've been talking about um, your favorite movie involving like a road trip or a, a vehicular mode of transportation trip or your favorite story. And on the line we have a caller from Walkertown. We have Trey. And Trey's going to give us both. He's going to give us his favorite movie and a story. So, Trey, welcome to the show. Yeah, guys. Thank you so much, Robbie. I love you and I appreciate the Truth Network for what it does. And I really love you guys, and I thank you for the good work. Um, it's not a real good Christian film. I uh, wouldn't recommend it for that reason, but I like cars. So uh, I love the movie Gone in 60 Seconds for all the good cars that it showed on there. Yeah, that, uh, so that that's was a classic. one of my favorites. The old yeah, one, um, not the new one, the old one. Is that Richie Cunningham in it? Uh, I uh, don't know about <laughs> the old versus new. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm probably talking more on the new one, but I don't know, probably, what, 10 years old, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that would no, be the new no. one. Yeah, that okay, would be the okay, new one. Cool. Okay, I'll have to look at the old one. So there's another movie. I'm going to check out the time machine, and then I'll have to look at the old one on the Gone in 60 Seconds. There you go. Um but anyway, I wanted to tell you real quick, and I'll try to be short. Uh, my dad, I went with him years ago. Uh, we bought a project truck, uh, restored it from the ground up. When I first saw this truck, it was in the woods, rusted. It was a two-wheel drive, and I thought, what are you doing? What are you buying? I was so mad that I rode with him like an hour to pick up this red bomb. And I was like, I don't understand what's going on. And well, when we got done with it, well, there's pictures of me on the actually on the frame rails. It was a ground up restoration. We put the it was thirty three or thirty five inch tires, four wheel drive, and it had one of the biggest drag strip motors in it you could think when we got done. And we took it to Nagshead or right around the Nagshead area where we could actually get beach access. Yeah, it was so fun to get in that truck and be able to get out there on the sand because we were watching other cars or other trucks out there and they were kind of falling in the ruts and different things. This thing right here, we were making our own ruts. We didn't have to stop and we had two tanks on it and had a valve under the seat where we could switch the tanks over. And I was sitting there watching the gas gauge literally move down as we were going through the sand. And I was like, are we going to run out of gas before we get back? He said, this thing is drinking gas. <laughs> so, uh, but it was, it was a really good time and it was a really good uh, project and, you know, it was a lot of fun. It brought a lot of good memories. Uh, you know, it was a weekend project with him about every weekend. And How old were you, you know, then? Really How old were you, Trey? Uh, I was, I, I'm 40 now. That was probably when I was around, uh, 13 to 
probably yeah. well, actually it was probably uh, it was probably about eleven actually probably yeah. about eleven to fourteen. That's cool. So, I'm glad your dad did yeah. that with you. That's a cool story. Well, yeah. thank you. Sure, sure. Well, you guys have a great day. Thanks, I appreciate Trey. The work you do, and we love you. Appreciate the See encouragement. Y'all. Yeah, man, that's a cool story. I, I, you know, one of my favorite stories growing up was my dad and I rebuilding a truck. Um, it wasn't because he was restoring it. It was because I actually took it joyriding and <laughs> wrecked it, <laughs> made and, it and destroyed it. And uh, I'm still grounded, actually. I'm 50-something <laughs> years old. I'm still actually grounded to this day um, for, for that uh, little indiscretion. But, um, and... Uh, but yeah rebuilding that truck and everything and and all of the the time spent with dad under it and on on top of it and everything else was you know those are days i would never give back you know and uh i love them but we had a lot of uh trips like that on vacation you know most of our trips some of the funnest times were car breakdowns yeah and uh you know we'd be out in the middle of uh nowhere uh sheila and i just a few years ago i was bringing my mom and dad's motorhome back from arizona um to back to north carolina and uh so i could get it fixed up and sell it and it broke down on me in uh, gallup new mexico on the side of the road and i spent hours and hours and hours laying on the side of the road trying to get it fixed um and other things like that but when i bring that part up about you know car breakdowns some of our listeners have been financially supporting a ministry called jesus labor of love Mm -hmm. that that robbie founded um and uh, um bob and ray and and all these guys have been helping with for for so long and it's such a phenomenal ministry for single mothers and widows uh people who are in desperate need to get a car fixed jesus labor of love puts together men uh and women who are willing to work on the car free for their labor if we can supply the parts or if the if the the uh car owner can supply the parts and we really need you if you are a regular listener if you're a first-time listener if you want to check out jesus labor of love we would love for you to to go to jesus labor of love website or christiancarguy.com website where jesus labor of love is at and would love for people to donate um we you know are a non-profit ministry and Robbie doesn't get anything. Nobody gets anything out of that ministry at all. Every dime of it goes right back into uh, helping people. And so we would love for you to, to consider doing that and go to ChristianCarGuy.com and, and uh, feel free to give as generously as God would bless you to do. Yeah, it's, it's such a great cause. and It's a, such a needed thing. You know, yeah. There's a lot of people out there that are they're struggling that need that help. And so anything that you can do, no amount's too small. Mm. And just give anything that you can, and it will right. go 100% to a great cause. And, and uh, Robbie, God laid that in Robbie's heart a few years ago, and it's just been amazing to, to see what's what's been happening with that and all the, the people that have rallied around to help right. the mechanics from different parts of the, the country to, to help people in need. And we don't ever want to be able to have to say we can't help this week because we don't have any money. Exactly. You know, I, I was thinking about something. I didn't share something that was 100% the truth. There, there was there was, well, was one time in my life that for a short period of time, I was a car guy. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah I bought... Um, and you forgot about it. Well, because it was such a short, spiral part of my <laughs> life. Uh, I had I bought How a car. How short was it, Sam? Uh, about a two-year period. It was about a two-year period. I bought a 66 uh, Jeep Gladiator ah. um, from a guy that I, I worked with his wife, and he had it, and it was an interesting car. I, I, I didn't ask a lot about the history because I really didn't want to know because it had some kill lights on it where it would kill the taillights but not the front lights. Uh-huh. And I found that out by mistake, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know that I want to know the history mm-hmm. of this particular car. But what he gave me with it was a technical manual that told you how to take absolutely everything apart. And, and for the first time in uh, one of the first times in my life, I had a second vehicle that I didn't have to use to go to work. A lot of my stress and a lot of my problems with, with not being a car guy was I always had to work on things as an emergency to get to work the next day. Right. And this thing, I could actually take the manual. I wanted to you know, drop the part of the transmission and do some work or drop this pan off of it and, and clean this out or change that or change this. I had a, a, a this was before YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Right. Now, YouTube, I could just go do it now. But yeah. I, I could take it and I could go step by step. And man, I love doing that. You know, and, and it was probably just because I never had anyone to teach me. Mm-hmm along the way you know and so it was very grateful to have that opportunity to do that so i think there's a little bit of car person in most of us yeah maybe either admiring or liking to work on them it's just the right situation has to be there for right that's you know i uh i my dad bought me a a 65 barracuda when i was um about 14 years old to restore and uh we never got to finish restoring it because i took that pickup without permission and went out joyriding and totaled it basically and so as part of my punishment and you know i'm still grounded obviously as i said uh my dad made me sell my barracuda as well to help pay for it of course you know i mean it was maybe five hundred dollars i mean it didn't help much but it helped Mm -hmm. and it and it did hurt my feelings you know quite badly and um if i got the opportunity today to do something like that and I would love to restore an old Barracuda with Carson and, you know, take a road trip across country, you know, in something like that. Yeah, it, how an amazing thing that would be. And, and, man, I bet you'd love to have one of those old cars now. They're yeah. worth a little bit more than $500 Oh, my at this goodness, point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, for me, I'll share real quick on a, a vacation story. Um, probably my vacation story involved a boat. Uh, my family and I would – would go and the first year we did it with just did it with just my brother's family, and then the second year we did it with all my siblings, and we rented a houseboat at Dale Hollow. The second year we rented two houseboats, and the great thing about Dale Hollow back in the time is a beautiful lake, crystal clear water, yeah. a beautiful place to be. But the best place thing about it, the absolute best thing about the place was cell phones didn't work, mm-hmm. and that was back after cell phones had gotten kind of pretty popular. You know, I was getting calls for work all the time. And it was a time that we could completely check out, be on an adventure together, and have a lot of fun. Swimming, cooking out, you know, just enjoying each other's company. And the funny thing about it is, is all the kids were kind of little, but if you ask them today their favorite vacation, they'll all tell you exactly the same thing. Last year, they started trying to organize one coming up for the next generation. Awesome. So hopefully they'll be able to do that. So go to 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy. I'm Sam Main. I'm filling in for Robbie Dillmore, who's going to be on his way back from the NRB convention. So we wish him a, a safe trip back. Yeah, it's a beautiful drive across uh, I-40 this time of the year. The flowers are starting to bloom. He's coming back from Nashville. So Was that yeah. where they were? Yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah. yeah, they were in Nashville. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty out here in North Carolina. The flowers really just started to pop this mm-hmm. week on the uh, dogwood trees and a lot of the different mm-hmm. ones around. So it's it, it's quite pretty. But uh we got to have a Carson share a little bit on one of your adventures that you've had. What was your favorite adventure you had on a road trip kind of situation? My favorite adventure was when me, my grandpa, my great-grandmother flew down to Arizona and me and my grandpa drove. We all drove back to Colorado. We dropped my grandma off in Colorado my great grandmother. We, we didn't mean to. We just left her at a gas station accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just happened. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, but then we started, we drove all the way back with this red Saturn. Um, and we went to so many places. We went to, I don't even know. We all went the to the Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. We went to the Texas Canyon. We went to Paladura Canyon. Yeah. yeah. That one. We Lots rode. of canyons. Road horses, we stopped at almost every Bass Pro Shop or Cabela's you could think of. <laughs> um, I got a bow and arrow for my first time. Um, we apparently spun out while I was asleep in the back seat in Oklahoma or something. Um, we didn't really spin out, but we were cruising through New Mexico in a uh, like a small mini whirlwind tornado thing, you know, the dust devils. One of those hit the car and literally picked it up and moved it in the oncoming traffic. I mean, you, you wow. have a little red yeah. Saturn sky yeah. like that yeah. and or Saturn view. Saturn and view. Um, it was, uh, it, it just, I was just cruising along and boom, I'm in the other lane. And uh, Carson woke up, didn't know what was going on. He was like, what, what was that? And I that's at least it. a story you're sticking with. No, I <laughs> promise that was it. Yeah. I've got other stories I'm happy to tell that are way worse than that. So Carson, what was it about that trip uh, that made it special? Was it just being with your grandfather, the adventure? What was it that really spoke to you? Being able to just be with me and him and connect more and just get on a better, um, just guy. That's the first really guy trip that um, when I started getting older that we went on. We always went fishing and stuff, and that was a lot of fun, but we really, really got really close then, and um, it was just amazing, all the places and all the things he knew and, like, seeing how smart he was and how much I needed to listen to him, even though I'm still an idiot and don't listen to him all the time and make very poor decisions. Very but, poor. Um, very, very poor. Like, uh, but we all did, so don't yeah. worry about it. We all still do, actually. But. It, it was amazing because um, he's my idol, and um, that just made me realize how smart he was and how much I really need to understand that he's older and he's wiser and he's smarter, that uh, I just need to listen to him. And uh, That was a cool trip. It nice. really was. We went to Pikes Peak. We went nice. up to the top yeah. of Pikes Peak. We did the. Did grand... you drive or? Yeah, we drove. Wow. I couldn't walk up it. No. Well, it I didn't know if you me. took the trolley. No, 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 we didn't. Um, we got up to the top, and and that was, I, I was really out of breath, and I'm pretty used to being in Colorado and stuff. But uh, you know, as I get older, it's you know different. A lot and, of a lot of people in that store. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Carson. We found out he was scared of. Uh, 
<laughs> scared of crowds or something and he was like Bobo, we got to get out of this place there um, are a lot of people at that store oh my of, goodness it's so Street. narrow i mean yeah. you know the the there's tons of people in there and it's you know it's gorgeous but uh yeah we got to we cruised all the way across the country together and got to uh hang out and and uh you know eat what we wanted to eat and and uh when we wanted to eat and stay in cool hotels and ride horses and stuff in texas and uh lots of cool things it was a good trip and you know we look forward to doing it again the um, car no it, not in the same car the car is not uh in commission anymore it's kind of broken now yeah it's yeah. It, it got totaled a couple of years later oh well that's not good well question about food now did you wait in line to eat the top of the world donuts at the at the top of pike's peak no it we were it was so crowded you know that uh literally we were both just wanting to get out of there and and you know go see the scenery we're we're more about scenery than the stuff you know yeah the boys and i waited we went on a trip Uh, caleb and eli and i went on a trip to colorado which was an amazing time i went out did a lot of the sightseeing stuff we talked about but we waited in that line at the top of Pike's Peak and realized that would, when you eat a donut at that height, it tastes just like a donut at a lower height at yeah. a higher altitude. That's yeah, the only just, difference, yeah. It just creates a little more gas. Yeah, they, they kept saying, oh, you got to try them, you got to try them. And I'm like, yeah, I really don't notice a difference so much <laughs> yeah. other they're more expensive. And, uh, they're a lot more expensive. You know, there's a longer line for them, you know. But no, it was, it was good. So I want to switch gears just a little bit as we were in this last segment and, and talk a, a little bit about why is it that these movies speak to our heart why is it that these trips are so special that we remember them for years and years and years to come yeah right it's it's the adventure right Darren? yeah it's the adventure i mean the the movies they they call up this adventure that is in every man's heart you know we've got this craving for a great to live a great adventure to to fight a great battle to live a great adventure to rescue the beauty if you're a man um and maybe to rescue the the ugly if you're a woman, um, and uh, so, but yeah, I mean, there's that, and then these trips, the hard stuff you go through, but then the fun stuff, and and it's really about the relationship, you know, because relationship is how God redeems, and so as we begin to see that, it's it's a little glimpse of that redemption story and that adventure of redemption that God uses on these road trips of life. It is. It's those adventures that make it special. And you're right. It's about the relationship. And so one of the questions I ask you and Rodney, where in Scripture do we find some of these adventures so that we can take it back to the Bible and say, when did God take people on adventure? Well, when didn't he? Exactly. That's a, that's an answer, right? <laughs> but when, when did he give some examples that people can go, okay, I can relate to that. Well, I mean, he and Abraham go on a uh, the first road trip. I guess you would you would say is he and Abraham. Um, you know, he, he says Abraham, you you want to go on a road trip, and he says yes. He doesn't have a clue where he's going, um, but he goes. And and Moses goes on road trips, and um, you know Jonathan and and David and and, uh, and Joseph is one of my favorites. Joseph, yeah, and Daniel, yeah. You know what he gets has to go through getting. You know, into Babylonian captivity, and then he comes out and basically walks through fire. And oh my gosh, you know who is who is that that's in there with him? You know, right? Amazing, yeah, an amazing adventure. It's funny. Every single one of those stories has to do with leaving one place typically and moving to another place, right. and yeah. um, just that different environment is a changing factor, and it's a redemptive thing. It's God, you know, 
getting to the core of of relationship. Yeah, it's relationship with with God. Mm-hmm. All of Jesus's ministry, for the most part, as he walked on the earth, was really just a long road trip. Mm-hmm. Right, he and a group of guys going from place to place, preaching the gospel, doing works, but it was continually going from one place to another, and and so this whole part of adventure is hardwired into us, as you said. Yeah. You know, and it, but it's adventure with God. Mm-hmm. And that's the important thing is to to take the time and, and to go on those adventures with God. And sometimes they're not always real comfortable, are they, Darren? No. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, when God has taken me on several adventures, I mean, I wouldn't be here in North Carolina if it if it weren't for God kind of enticing me to come here. Um, you know, I, I grew up out in the Southwest and um, – you know, moved to Ohio and began my first uh, ministry as a as a pastor in Ohio, then to Tennessee, and then now to North Carolina. I've been here for twenty something years, um, but every single one of those was God stretching me and taking me in a different way. It is, and, and that's a story that we could all share when we look back at the life that we've had and the clarity that we get from looking back. Especially when God gives us the clarity when we look back to say, wow, that's what you were doing here, God. You're taking me on this adventure to help me grow, to help me heal, to restore me in ways that I didn't even know. And so that's what I want to encourage you to do this week is kind of look back and say, God, when did you take me on some adventures? And what did I learn from them? And how did you use those in my heart? And what are you preparing me for right now? What adventure are you calling me to that I might be afraid to go take? Mm-hmm. And, and I encourage you to say, okay, God, I'm going to step out in faith with you. Not sure where we're going. Not sure how we're going to get there. Not even sure if we're going to get there, but knowing that since you're taking me, we're going to get there together. See you next week. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. A call to prayer and a sober reminder of life's frailty in the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and eight others this weekend. True Commentary with Stu Epperson, author of the book, Last Words of Jesus. You, me, the whole world was shocked when we heard the news of a tragic helicopter crash that claimed the life of NBA legend Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter, and seven other souls. What do you do with such a horrible tragedy? If you're a believer, there's really only two things you can do. First, you can pray. Pray for the family. Pray for all those affected by this. Number two, point people to Jesus. Seize this moment to let your light shine, to point folks to the only one who conquered death, the only one who has any of the answers, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the resurrection and the life. Do you know him? True Commentary with Stu Epperson, author of the book, Last Words of Jesus. Available now in bookstores. Learn more at lastwordsofjesus.com.